0: the Bubble Leadership Podcast. Well, what up, everybody, and welcome to the Bible Leadership Podcast, where we want to connect your Bible to your leadership and your leadership to your Bible. I'm Mark Carter, and this is being released right in the middle of the holidays. So I want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone. You know, around this time of year, I get a bit reflective. And recently, I was challenged by a Christian leader to take stock of some of the lessons we've learned over the years. He said that when we don't take time for reflection, we doom ourselves to the same mistakes. So in this episode, Pastor Brandon and I are going to review some of the hard-won leadership lessons that we've learned since we planted a church together 10 years ago. These are not all the lessons we've been in conversation about recently, but if it goes well, we'll review more in future episodes. Here they are. Here's the first two that Pastor and Brandon and I will then pull apart. Number one, focus on doing excellent work for Jesus, not the amount of likes you get focus on doing excellent work for Jesus, not the amount of likes you get. Number two, resist making promises to keep people happy. Resist making promises to keep people happy. Now, two things I'd love for you to do. Consider taking some stock of some of your own leadership lessons that the Lord has taught you, perhaps in the last year or over the past several years, I also want to encourage you to listen with an open heart in case there are any of these that would really benefit you in the future. The Lord knows what's coming, and it may be that He led you to this particular episode on purpose. You guys know I respect your time. I want to add value to your journey, so let's hit it. I'm back in the chair with Brandon Adkins. Yeah. Everybody knows that it's a great podcast when Brandon and I can be together, and we got some really exciting stuff to talk about today. B,
1: what are we talking about today? We're talking about four leadership lessons uh, that we've learned 10 years into a church plant. Yes. So some of you may know this past July, we passed the
0: 10-year mark of mm-hmm. when Brandon and I got to be part of the team that planted a church. And you know, that makes it a little bit reflective. We didn't unfortunately have the foresight to release this when that happened but since that time we've been thinking about it and we want to walk through some lessons that we learned in the crucible so to speak these are things that probably you would know if someone told you be like oh yeah I affirm that and yet I feel like God really sunk this into our spirits a little bit deeper because we had to go through the fire to get it deeper so Brandon as we think about 10 years into a church plant, Lessons that every leader would probably
1: benefit from. What's the first one? So the first one is is focus on doing excellent work for Jesus and not on the amount of likes that you get. Oh, yeah, baby. Likes
0: seem to be a driving force, I think, with so much that we do, even with regard to ministry. And I'm ashamed to admit this, but there's so many like Facebook groups. There's so many Instagram accounts that you can follow that you're like, oh, man, look what they're doing. I want our... Jesus-centered organization to do that thing, too. And it can really—I'll just tell you the honest truth—it can mess with you. It can mess with your motives. And I've really found over the past few years that God has been trying to shape me with regard to, hey, I man, that stuff is so fleeting. That's going to go away. Mm-hmm. And instead, you need to be thinking about kingdom things. Proverbs 22, 29 says, Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will stand before kings. And I know that might even stir us up to be like, oh, great. I want to get in front of some influential people. But I really think the the best way to, to think about that is I want to stand before Jesus with my work. Yep. And I'll say, Lord, I did everything I knew to do f- from a right heart, not trying to get people to applaud it. Because often people will do the opposite of applaud Jesus types of things. Instead, I want you to applaud. I think it's getting more and more. Easy. I think it was, it was true when we started the church, but I can remember trying to like set up our website and mm. I, I realized I can make this website look more legit than our church actually is. Yeah. <laughs> like you can use graphics, you know what I'm saying? And then when people arrive, they're like, Oh, <laughs> like, Oh, this is just a theater. They feel tricked. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. And yet I thought that was like an advantage at, at, at that point. And I'm not saying that that isn't sometimes helpful, but I, I do think it's, it's so easy to, say that we're doing better than we are, mm-hmm. even from a ministry perspective. And I think it's so much smarter for us to now think about, I want to under-promise yeah. and over-deliver. Just focus on being good. Right. right. Rather than try to make you think I'm something, all that, but then you show up and it's like, oh, well, that's kind of a little bit of that. Right, right. I think another important reality that, that might help just our hearts is to remember that a lot of the famous things that you see out there the sensational things, the things that are really blowing up, are very—I believe—a very small percentage of what is actually happening in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Kind of like the news that you would watch. When you watch the news, it's definitely not describing what's normative or what everybody's experiencing. Usually, it's describing, "Hey, here's this like really outrageous thing right. that because, you should know yeah, about because it's out of the ordinary." It's right. Ordinary That's ordinary. why it's it's on the news. Right. And I I feel like even sometimes as much as I love some of the more like. Really, world famous church type things. I think you can look at that and think, "Oh, that's supposed to be the norm," and it's really not. Most of the kingdom of God, ninety-eight percent of it, is the loving and the discipling and the witnessing and yep. the, you know the pursuing of scripture that is happening around the world that we would never know about. Yeah. And I, I think it's just smart to remember, like, what is the kingdom that we're trying to build here? It's huge. There's a lust to feel important instead of actually doing what's important mm. So the Bible says first John 2:16 everything that belongs to the world the sinful what the sinful self desires what people see and want the world that people are so proud of none of this comes from the Father it comes from the world and I think that we should be careful Christian people ministry people leadership people we were like oh that's only about the world I don't know man I feel like there's there can be a lot of world in the church yeah. That's really just, dude, this is about the applause of men. Not that God doesn't use it, but that it's still in our hearts, which is what the battleground is. It's about the applause of men. I don't know, B, what
1: do you think? Do you think that's true? Totally. I think it's totally just a good heart check to hear you say that. Um, One of the things that comes to mind for me when I think about just doing uh, good work and and getting good and being good instead of just doing stuff for applause is um, the idea of hustle. Yeah. So I think that we need to inject some hustle into the, That's right. uh, the work ethic of, of our generation. And I look around. I, I know a, a number of young people who have great relationships at their job with everybody except the manager. Yeah. So they're doing really well, at, like maintaining great like friendships and relationships with their coworkers. But the actual like hustle of doing good work and working hard, that somehow is missing in, in their, their worldview. And I would even suggest that I know a lot of older people who didn't hustle early on and now wish they would have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I see when I go to like restaurants, you, you go to retail places and you you see everybody behind the counters having a great time. Yeah. And except for the customer, the customer experience is just Totes bro. Just kind of poor and just kind of hanging out there. So definitely have good relationships, like work on good relationships in your ministry and in your life, but yep. also like, don't forget to hustle and like let your people see you hustle
0: yeah. through the leader. Amen. And that's, that's just an excellence unto the Lord of like, Hey, man, everyone wants to just relax and be still and have fun. But, like, the Lord gave us six days to work, Mm -hmm. and He expects us to hustle. He expects us to go after some stuff. And He sees it even if no one else sees it. got to sweat. Yeah, you do. That's so good, man. I think even about artisans of the past and how, you know, if you were going to be an artist— you weren't necessarily going to make a lot of money, but you also might never even be known. You would do your art, and perhaps, as in the case of Vincent van Gogh, you wouldn't even really be discovered. I read that he only sold one painting in his entire life. Wow. And it was later that... You know, people started to appreciate him. And, I. you know, it's not that I only want to sell one thing in my whole life, but but I'm just saying there's something about an artist's heart that says, I'm going to make this awesome Mm -hmm. because my God is worthy of it being awesome. Right. You may like it. You may never even know about it, but he knows about it. And so that's why I'm going to do it. That's huge. For me. It just becomes about day-to-day coming back to, Lord, why am I doing this? And it's it's every time I preach. It's every time I get up to prepare a message or to to tackle a project. I think it's just so healthy to remember, dude, I will do this so that I can post something about it. Hmm. Rather than I'm going to give this all I've got because I I go to sleep better knowing like, I don't know if anyone even knew that, but Jesus knew it. Yeah, And I feel good about the
1: fact of what I gave him. Yeah, you're exhausted from a hard day's work, which is... Which is awesome. Yeah. One thing that comes to mind for me, I remember a place where we, as a ministry, in, in the last 10 years, we were really challenged to put the work in before we had the technically even the right resources. Yeah. And that was with the, the music ministry. We had kind of this crossroads where I really wanted to lead the band to, to get onto a click, to, to play with a metronome. And we didn't have... Does
0: that mean, is that something that happens in
1: their ears, just yeah. for people that don't know yeah, what that so is? so there should be a metronome happening in their ears. But we didn't have the technology... To do that the right way, so it can cost several thousand dollars to get an in-ear monitor mix, which is what you should have if you're gonna do that as, yeah. as a band and, and as a group of musicians. We didn't have that, so what we did, we got a twenty-five dollar headphone amp, and we gave it to the drummer and a set of headphones, and he had a mix. You know of the of the sound in his ears with with the metronome, but at rehearsal we didn't have those for everybody, so we just turned up the the metronome in the speakers. So you're playing and you're hearing the room. In the room is this woodblock metronome. I mean, it was painful. It was a painful experience, but it was a really value shaping experience for our team to get the experience of of putting the hard work in, even doing what is technically not resourced the right way. Yeah. But getting good at it so yep. that the resources are going to come, and they did. But we had that experience of putting the hard work in and getting our reps in. And I think
0: that's such a great spiritual principle, bro, because I know that the flesh would just want, well, Lord, I can't do this until you give me X. and. I think that's again, it's another symptom of a heart that isn't thinking about it, I'm just gonna do excellence unto the Lord mm-hmm. and trusting and I feel like there's even tests and I feel like that was a test. I feel like we've had lots of other tests over the years of the Lord's like, Will you do it when you don't have the money? Will you do it when you don't have the people right. and just do the version you can do? Yeah. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna reward that to everyone who has will be given more, yeah, but for everyone who it. doesn't have, even what the hell will be taken away Please. from them. So Yeah, man, I I think that's so important. So number one, focus on doing excellent work for Jesus,
1: not the amount of likes you get. What's next, B? Oh, number two, so good. It says resist making promises to keep people happy.
0: Wow, I wish I could go back in time and undo some of the foolish or immature Promises that I made to folks. Proverbs 29, 25 says, the fear of man brings a snare. And I think in every case, that's really what it is. Even, even though I wouldn't say I was afraid of different ones, it's you want to keep people happy. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anytime you're, you're starting off on an adventure, you want to keep people happy. And what you don't necessarily discern is people bring expectations to the table. Sometimes you feel it. Sometimes you don't. And, and I'm not saying that people don't genuinely want to help. But I think we just all need to have the maturity to know that almost everybody has pretty mixed motives. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want to help you. I want to bring the kingdom. But there's always also just trade offs that people are after. The problem is, bro, and you know this, people can look to humans to do what only God can do. Right. People discern, oh, they're doing something. I'm going to get in with them because maybe they'll make something happen for they me. They can
1: open a door for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's not that people wouldn't even want to open doors for right. us. But we just need to learn that's not how God works. I have mistakenly rewarded loyalty sometimes with some level of influence, hoping that this person would actually do well, be mm-hmm. a great influence, mm-hmm. really just because they were looking to me to do something for them. Yeah. I should have rather withheld that mm-hmm. and said, well let's see what you do. Like, like I right. can't reward you for a gift you don't have. Right. So let's just actually find out more about your gift. I remember when we started the church, you know, there was a sense we were part of another church. We were part of another ministry. But at the end of the day, this other ministry we were part of, they couldn't do anything for us. Mm-hmm. If, it, if, if this thing was going to happen, we had to trust God and God had to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so I, th- I think it's just so important to remember and even to lovingly tell people, dude, I'm not God. Like whatever you're wanting to happen, it has got to be God. It yep. can't be me. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One, one place that this comes to mind for me and we're, we're in a season where we're doing some auditions and, and I just did a vocal audition for a, a lady who who honestly did really, really well. But she told me on Sunday, she got home and her husband asked how to go. And she was like, I honestly don't know. I can't read Brandon. And that felt like a really high compliment to me because I've learned the hard way that in an audition setting, especially to you want to play your cards kind of, kind of close to the chest. So they should leave not feeling like they did terribly, but really not feeling overly confident either, either so that we can have a follow-up conversation. I can give them feedback and, and things like that. And I've done it the wrong way where I've been too encouraging. And my body language, my facial expression has said they're doing a better job than they're actually doing. And they leave more confident. And then I have to take that back and say, well, actually, you didn't do as well as you thought. Yeah. So it's much harder to to. Take that back. So you're it's saying it's went pretty- well, because you didn't reveal too much. Exactly, yeah. So to be a little bit exclusive with the the reward of a position and to be yeah, a little bit not not vague in how they did, but just not over promise in in a meeting or in an audition or anything like that.
0: I know you used to after you kinda were were a little bit too letting people know what you thought. For a little while there, you just wore black robes, mm-hmm. and you just used to shout silence, and that's like all you'd say throughout the entire yes. audition.
1: Yep. That's that's actually what I did on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. And she, yeah. And she came back, so it worked. Hey, so. Sith robes, everybody. Sith that's robes. the ministry key. That's actually change number two to be just Sith robes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good idea. <laughs> I think, you know, just something to remember seriously with regard to people's hearts, and, and I think we could all do this to a degree, but I think it's just important to remind people You know, sometimes people try to use ministry to validate themselves. Mm. They're trying to say, like, if I have this, this, or this role or, or position or job, that means I'm significant. And I would just tell you, the Bible's really good for letting us know our significance, but ministry is horrible at it. Yeah. People come in all kinds of broken. They're like, Hey man, I'm, I'm bleeding. If I can't do this particular thing or someone kind of like knights me as a big deal, mm-hmm. I just gotta tell you, man, don't fall into that trap of, of nighting people. Like they've got to get that from Jesus. They've got to get that from the Holy Ghost. Ministry is just something we do for Jesus. It has nothing to do with our value, mm-hmm. and we just have to watch out for that. So some things that I think I'd recommend is don't speak super concretely to people when they come back. And I've even had people literally say, hey, can you promise me this position? And I would just – at this point, I'd, I'd, I'd choose now to be firm and pre-decide to be firm and just be like, dude, I don't know the future I love you, but it's gotta be God, whatever yeah. you're asking for. Yeah. You need to seek God. And if he does it, praise God, we'll go there. But in the meantime, I believe there are genuine gifts in you. Let's explore those gifts as a part of your spiritual development. Instead of just making arbitrary random promise that your heart thinks you want right now, mm-hmm. let's just see what God is actually doing. And unfortunately, even though people are impatient, that just takes
1: time. Yeah. I know you did that recently with a guy. He, he had the he had the courage to ask for a position at the church, and <clears throat> you told him, first you said that, I think, that, that you can't promise anything, and you're not the Lord, like the Lord has to open the door, and there's just no, logistically, there's no way to even do it right now. Yeah. But you also said, you asked him to pray and fast for two years. Whoa, that's a long time. Two whole fast years. Fast for two years? Well, not, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, throughout the course of He was years. skinny by the <laughs> yeah, he actually died. <laughs> <laughs> Super sad story. So <laughs> that's the lesson. <laughs> but I, but I know that he would thank you for it today because of the the, the spiritual shepherding that you did that was really shaping for him uh, in his relationship with the Lord to to really put the the desire for a position even in the right right spot in his heart. Yeah. In a cool way. So super huge man. I'm so glad that he did that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well,
0: that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much once again for joining us. And if you're just getting started and connected to this leadership community, I want to thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed this, it would mean so much to me if you would share it on social media. Thank you, as always, to all the folks who have been doing that. Thank you, especially to the patrons of the Bible Leadership Podcast. If you want to find out more about becoming a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Bible Leadership. And if you want to never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to the Bible Leadership Podcast in your favorite podcast app. You can always find out a lot more leadership content at BibleLeadership.com. Folks, once again, thank you so much for listening. We need you to lead strong today. So go humbly, but don't apologize for stepping forward in Jesus' name to get things done for the kingdom of God. We'll talk to you next time.